Welcome to Damn Good Movie Memories with your host, Ryan Davis. This podcast is the cure for your long commute and super boring work day. Hey there, it's Brian Davis, and for this week's episode, we're going to cover the movie Bambi from 1942. The studio was RKO, but it was also partly Disney Studios, as you all know. The release date, August 21st, 1942. The running time, 70 minutes. The budget was $860,000. And the box office, well, it wasn't a smash in its initial release due to World War II going on at the time. But over the years and the various re-releases that Disney always did, Bambi is now one of the top-grossing original animated films of all time. Leonard Maltin from his classic movie guide gives it 4 out of 4 stars. He writes, Walt Disney's moving and exquisitely detailed animated feature about a deer and how the phases of its life parallel the cycle of seasons in the forest. An extraordinary achievement with the memorably endearing character of Thumper stealing every scene he's in. Now, there are two movies that distinctly scarred me for life. Interestingly enough, they're both Disney movies. One was Old Yeller, the other was Bambi. While Bambi was heartbreaking, and we'll get into it eventually, it wasn't horrible enough for me to never watch it again. Old Yeller, on the other hand, forget it, never again. (laughs) Times are certainly different now because the killing of animals, though not real, of course, on film, is a major taboo in current movies, and I must admit... It bothers me way more to see an animal die as opposed to a human being dying in a movie. I'm pretty sure I'm not alone on that one. may not seem right, but there is a certain mental, psychological type of deal when it's a harmless animal. Okay, let's get into the making of the film. So, the making of Bambi took much longer than intended and was supposed to be the second film released after Snow White. But there were parts of the original book that didn't translate on film. The film was an adaptation of Felix Salton's Bambi, A Life in the Woods, which was released by an Austrian writer in 1928. Salton was an insurance clerk who began to write out of boredom. He got the inspiration for his novel during a trip to Italy, where he became fascinated with the Italian word bambino, which means small boy. The film was originally optioned to Hollywood to be a live-action tale, but it was deemed too difficult to reproduce on film, which is why Walt Disney was approached to use his groundbreaking animation style for this adaptation. The story for Disney was difficult to tell, since Bambi is not a straightforward good-versus-evil tale. It's much more nuanced and complicated. It essentially took six years to get Bambi made to completion. Now, Snow White was an enormous success, but initially Pinocchio, which was the second film, didn't make a profit in its first release, partially due to the loss of the European distribution due to the German invasion of Poland in 1939. Also, there was a strike at Disney at the time due to the continuing economic downturn. And as Disney did with each of his previous animated films, he pushed the envelope even further with the animation in Bambi. But getting the funding for the Bambi project took the genius salesmanship that Walt had to actually get it done. Plus, the success of Dumbo also helped Bambi eventually get made. The biggest challenge for Walt Disney and the artists was trying to make the animals in Bambi a bit more realistic while still keeping the soft feel of animation. Because before, you had the animals in Snow White, Pinocchio, and Dumbo, they were kind of cartoon-like. Disney had also done an experimental cartoon in 1937 called The Old Mill, which featured some of the animated tricks and filming he would eventually incorporate into Bambi, like having these moving plates that could be photographed that gave the illusion of moving through the forest. 
Disney set up a six-week training course on how to draw animal anatomy and handpicked the artist he wanted on Bambi. Disney brought in live animals like deer and raccoons to allow the artist to draw realistically. Disney then sent out a few people with 16mm cameras to film the animals in the wild to get them in their natural setting. In addition, the artist also looked at real movements of human babies to incorporate the childlike human nature into the baby animals in the forest. You think about it, it's really ingenious what he did. The other revelation was that Disney realized he couldn't have a normal forest background for his paintings, as a real forest has too many things going on and would therefore bury the main characters that the audiences need to focus on. This is why many of the Bambi backgrounds are more impressionistic paintings, which allows the main characters to stand out better. Now, the credit for this style of background was given to a young artist who moved to America at a young age from China named Tyrus Wong. He was the main background artist on Bambi, who simply applied for a job at Disney because he needed to support his new wife and family at the time during the Depression. And his background techniques helped forever change animated history and are still inspiring animation artists today. The other issue with the amount of delays getting Bambi finished was that Walt always had different ideas about various things that Bambi could get himself into. And the artist would spend weeks drafting, only to find out that it wasn't going to work in the film. This was the major challenge in the early days of animation. Everything was done manually by hand. There were many scenes and characters that didn't make the final cut, like Bambi accidentally stepping on an anthill and causing the disturbance of an ant colony. Characters that were worked on but didn't make it included chipmunks, grasshoppers, Thumper's father, bees, and insects. Ultimately, that was the genius of Disney, his editing skills and making sure that the films only included scenes that moved the plot forward. None of his early films were really bloated, except for maybe Fantasia. Okay, let's get into the film so that it begins in a quiet forest. And to this day, the artwork of the early Disney animation films are stunning. And knowing that all the artwork was hand-drawn makes it even more special. Now, I sound like a broken record on this podcast, but, you know, the sterile CGI of today has made animation look robotic and cold. And really, a mouse click, while much easier and cheaper, it's just not as impressive, and everything looks the same. Anyway, it's early in the morning, and we see various animals in the forest. We see a sleepy owl, a chipmunk, and a child sleeping in a tree. Three young birds in a nest fighting over a worm delivered by their mother. A tree mouse that uses a droplet of water to wash his face. And a young rabbit that we'll come to know as Thumper. Now, the way that the Disney animators were able to turn these animated creatures into almost human beings was simply genius. Now, there's definitely a cuteness factor, but the attention to details about their movements brilliant. So word is spread throughout the forest that there is a baby being born, a fawn. What makes the next clip so great and also found throughout this film is the great score. With every movement of the newborn fawn, the music almost explains what's happening without even seeing the picture. Wake up! Wake up! Oh, what now? Wake up! Hey, what's going on around here? Oh, 
This is quite an occasion. Yes, sir. It isn't every day a prince is born. You're to be congratulated. Yes, congratulations. 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 Thank you very much. Come on. Wake up. We have company. Hello. Hello there. Hello, little prince. Hello. Hello there. Hello, little prince. <laughs> Kind of sleepy. I think it's time we all left. Come on. Shoo shoo. Come on. Shoo shoo. I'll call him Bambi. Bambi. Yeah, but I guess I'll do all right. Bambi. My little Bambi. After the animals in the forest let Bambi and his mother rest, we do see Bambi's father looking over, one of the few times he actually appears during the film. Unlike humans, newborn animals begin to walk almost immediately, and Bambi gets to properly meet what will become his best friend. Walking already? Well, what do you know? Young princess mo Oh Good morning, Bambi. Good morning, young prince. Goodbye. Good morning, young prince. 
morning. Hmm. Nice sunny day. All right. He doesn't walk very good, does he? Thumper? Yes, Mama. What did your father tell you this morning? If you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. Come on, Bambi. Get up. Try again. Come on, get up. Come on. Get up, get Bambi. Up. Get up. Try Now, the cuteness factor of the beginning of this film is really off the charts. You'd have to be completely dead inside not to be charmed by the innocent play of the kids, which is why I think initially many were caught off guard by how this movie evolves, but we'll get there. The terrific move by the filmmakers, especially with the young boy who voiced Thumper, is that he wasn't a child actor. He was just a little kid who had a tough time reading the lines, but it worked beautifully for the Thumper character and gave him a charm and a realness that was not heard in film before. Next, Bambi, already getting the hang of walking, is going to try to talk next. Those are birds. Burr. Burr. Look, he's trying to talk. Burr. He's trying to say bird. Say bird. 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 Uh-uh. 
flower that Bambi was referring to was a baby skunk, and he will forever be known as Flower, which is a terrific nickname. After a full day of playing and learning, Bambi experiences his first rainstorm. Again, the score is used to perfection as every raindrop is accentuated by a musical note. We see how each animal in the forest heads for cover during the rain, and Bambi is especially frightened by the lightning. Fast forward a bit, and Bambi's mother takes him for his first trip to the meadow. Paula Winslow, who voiced Bambi's mother, had such a perfect voice for the role. Her smooth and calming voice is simply unmatched. Mother, what we gonna do today? I'm going to take you to the meadow. Meadow? What's the meadow? It's a very wonderful place. Then why haven't we been there before? You weren't big enough. Mother, you know what? What? We're not the only deer in the forest. Where did you hear that? Thumper told me. Well, he's right. There are many deer in the forest besides us. Then why don't I ever see them? You will, sometime. On the meadow? Perhaps. Hush now. We're almost there.
You must never rush out on the meadow. There might be danger. Out there, we are unprotected. The meadow is wide and open, and there are no trees or bushes to hide us. So we have to be very careful. Wait here. I'll go out first. And if the meadow's safe, I'll call you. At the end of the last clip, a baby duck was testing the water to see if it wanted to cross. The duck was eventually knocked over by an excited Bambi scampering around. Next, Bambi runs into Thumper and his family. We learn a valuable lesson about eating our greens. Bambi also meets another deer for the first time. Good morning, Prince Bambi. Good morning, young prince. Hello. What you eating? Clover. It's awfully good. Delicious. Why don't you try some? No, no, not that green stuff. Just eat the blossoms. That's the good stuff. Thumper? Yes, Mama. What did your father tell you? About what? About eating the blossoms and leaving the greens. Oh, that one. <clears throat> Eating greens is a special treat. It makes long ears and great big feet. But it sure is awful stuff to eat. I made that last part up myself. Watch out. Watch out. Thank you. 
If you'd say hello. <laughs> hello, Bambi. I said hello. Well, aren't you going to answer her? You're not afraid, are you? Well, then go ahead. Say hello. Hello. Meeting his new friend, Feline, the entire forest of deer appears to recognize the great prince of the forest, which is Bambi's father. Bambi's mother explains to him who the great prince is. He stopped and looked at me. Yes, I know. Why was everyone stale when he came on the meadow? Everyone respects him, for of all the deer in the forest, not one has lived half so long. He's very brave and very wise. That's why he's known as the Great Prince of the Forest. Bambi does not know that the Great Prince is actually his father, though he probably should get a clue about that since all the other animals call him the Little Prince. But hey, he's young and naive. Bambi's innocence will soon be tested as he brutally learns why the meadow can be dangerous like his mother warned. A group of hunters begin firing at the deer, but everyone escaped due to being warned by the Great Prince.
on out there, me. Come on. It's safe now. We don't have to hide any longer. What happened, Mother? Why did we all run? Man was in the forest. In a little montage, we see the change of seasons, and Bambi gets to experience his first winter with snow and ice. Hiya, Bambi! Watch what I can do! So Thumper, as a good friend, does teach Bambi to skate, and they also meet Flower, who is still waiting for spring. Well, 
Good night. <sighs> you know, I'm with Flower. I would also stay asleep until spring. Bambi longs for spring, and like a typical kid, everything seems to take forever when you're young. Winter sure is long, isn't it? It seems long, but it won't last forever. I'm awful hungry, Mother. Yes, I know. But the dawn of spring approaches, and Bambi is thrilled. But the joy does not last long. Bambi? Bambi, come here. Look. New spring grass. One of the most heart-wrenching scenes in film history, and likely the first introduction to death for most children. But Walt Disney did a very smart thing in not dwelling on the death of Bambi's mother. It was jarring, but quick, and almost immediately the next scene shows spring in full bloom, and the music score is more uplifting. Today, I think the filmmakers would have drawn out the death scene and belabored the point unnecessarily. Early animated Disney films were a masterclass in concise filmmaking. So after watching Bambi, after it was initially released, Walt's daughter, who had read the original book, just cried and cried about Bambi's mother being killed and asked her father why he had to have Bambi's mom die in the film. And Walt simply replied that it was part of the story in the original book. And then Walt's daughter brilliantly said, well, there are plenty of things you changed in the film from the original book. Why couldn't you have changed that? Well, it's hard to argue with her logic. And it's interesting how memories of films stick with people. Many young people remember seeing Bambi's mother getting shot, which actually is not true. You never actually see it. You only hear the gunshot and Bambi looking for his mother. 
which is much more powerful than hitting the audience over the head with it. The impact is greater just simply hearing Bambi calling out for his mother. But Disney immediately gets the audience back because they don't have time to dwell upon the tragedy that just occurred. We see the grumpy but lovable owl who laments the beginning of spring every season. And we see how quickly Bambi, Thumper, and Flower have grown up since winter. Same thing every spring. Tweet, 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 tweet. Love, sweet song. <laughs> Pain in the pin feathers, I call it. Hello, friend owl. Don't you remember me? Why, it, it's the young prince. Bambi! <laughs> my, my, how you've changed. Turn around there. Let me look at you. I see you've traded in your spots for a pair of antlers. <laughs> you know, just the other day, I was talking to myself about you, and we were wondering what had become of you. Hello, Bambi! Remember me? Jumper! Right oh! <laughs> Hi, fellas. Flower. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's the matter with them? Why are they acting that way? <laughs> Why, don't you know? They're Twitterpated. Twitterpated? Yes. Nearly everybody gets Twitterpated in the springtime. For example, <clears throat> you're walking along, minding your own business. You're looking neither to the left nor to the right, when all of a sudden, you run smack into a pretty face. You begin to get weak in the knees. Your head's in a whirl. And then you feel light as a feather. And before you know it, you're walking on air. And then you know what? You're not for a loop. And you completely lose your head. Gosh, that's awful. Gee whiz, terrible. And that ain't all. It can happen to anybody. So you'd better be careful. It could happen to you, and you, and... Yes, it could even happen to you. Well... It's not gonna happen to me. Me neither. Me neither. And now we know who Twitter stole their name from. <laughs> Tweeting was so much better in nature or um, Twitter-pated. The owl is describing puberty in a genteel sort of way. Of course, owl is correct, and before the boys know it, they're falling over themselves when they meet girls. Flower is the first to leave the boys' club for a new female friend. Thumper is next to go, which leaves Bambi all alone. Of course, his fate was set as a kid when he first met Feline, though he didn't realize it at the time. Hello, Bambi. 
Don't you remember me? I'm Celine. Bambi is on cloud nine, though that quickly ends when he runs into a rival deer who tries to attack Feline. The two tangle antlers in a terrific drawn and scored battle, which is darker in tone than anything up to this point, including the death of Bambi's mother. Bambi knocks his rival into the lake and walks off with Feline. It's at this point I would normally stop and tell you to go watch the final ten minutes, but I think the majority have seen this film by now and know the outcome, so I'm going to continue. If not, you know... You've been warned, you can stop here. After spending some peaceful time with Feline, Bambi is awakened and receives additional life lessons from his father. It is man. He is here again. There are many this time. We must go deep into the forest. Hurry, follow me. Helene!
After evading and fighting off the hunting dogs who have cornered Feline, Bambi escapes but then is wounded by a hunter who has shot at him. However, as if the hunters haven't caused enough issues, the campfire causes the forest to be engulfed in flames. Get up, Bambi. Get up. You must get up. Get up! Get up! No. Come with me. Again, just brilliant storytelling. While Bambi's mother gave him the comfort and nuance of growing up, Bambi's father gave him the strength and determination to survive the wild. Bambi and many of the animals survived the forest fire, including his father and Feline, and they rebuild what man has tried to ruin countless times. So again, the brilliance of this story and it is how in 70 minutes we're shown the beauty of childlike innocence and how we all grow up, and that includes the dangers of life. Nothing ever stays simple and beautiful forever, but that is the cycle of life. Also, showing the beauty of nature and how it should be considered sacred, frankly, is timeless. 
Bambi is still to this day one of the best visually animated films ever created, but what is forgotten is the brilliant musical score, which accentuates every frame. It's a perfectly simplistic tale of the cycle of life, which will forever remain timeless. It's life, death, and rebirth. And Bambi will always be the precursor to what eventually would morph into the modern-day Bambi, which was The Lion King. The other brilliant part of Bambi is the lack of dialogue. Through the amazing animation, the movements and the gestures of each animal says more than any line of dialogue. Very few movies can accomplish the same sort of emotion from viewers like this can. Alright, some fun facts. So Walt Disney originally wanted to have one of the hunters shown being burned to death in a shadow from the forest fire he created. And a drawing was made, but it obviously didn't make the final cut. And actually, the implied talk of quote-unquote man coming into the sacred forest and causing destruction was far more powerful than actually seeing a human being on screen. I think it's great that Walt Disney gave the audience a lot of credit that they would just figure it out, something that is greatly lost on today's filmmaking, those nuances. So Bambi was nominated for three Oscars, Best Sound, Best Song, and Original Music Score. It lost to Yankee Doodle Dandy for Best Sound, it lost to White Christmas for Best Song, and it lost to Now Voyager for Best Score. I definitely disagree about losing for Best Score. So, Man is in the Forest was a code phrase used by Disney's employees when Walt Disney was coming down the hallway. No matter how skilled the animator, the Disney cartoonists simply could not draw Bambi's father's antlers accurately. This was because of the very complicated perspectives required. To get around the problem, a plaster cast was made of some real antlers, which was then filmed at all the angles. Donnie Dunnigan kept his role of young Bambi quiet while he was in the Marines because he feared that he would pick up the nickname of Bambi. He actually ended up having a remarkable career in the service, becoming the youngest drill instructor in its history. He rose to the rank of major serving in the Vietnam War where he would be decorated for valor he was actually wounded three times. Henry Fonda was considered to voice Bambi as an adult, but it didn't happen. So Walt Disney and his staff attended a preview of the film in a Pomona theater on February 28th of 1942, only a few months before the film was released. During the screening, the audience remained quiet, and Walt didn't know whether they were spellbound or simply bored. The audience was shocked by the scene of Bambi's mother being shot to death, but when Bambi started looking around for her and calling out, to her and asking where she is, a teenager in the audience answered, Here I am, Bambi, causing everyone else in the theater except for Walt's staff to howl with laughter. Walt and his staff left the theater in disappointment, but Walt refused to cut the scene from the movie, insisting that the movie was right as it was. So this is a really interesting fun fact. In December of 2018, a poacher in Missouri was sentenced to one year in prison for illegally killing deer for trophies. As part of his penalty, he was required to watch Bambi once a month. All right, I found something pretty cool on, on YouTube. I think I may have had this as a kid too. It's one of those children's cassettes uh, adaptations uh, that was done by Disney where you can hear everything. And uh, it has been conveniently edited <laughs> from when it was released. And I'm sure you can guess which parts were cut out. But in any case, it's fun. So I'll play that at the end. It's not quite old time radio, but eh, it comes close. And I'll be back next week to talk about yet another random movie from my DVD collection. This is the story of Bambi. You can read along with me in your book. You will know it is time to turn the page when you hear the chimes ring like this. Let's begin now. It was spring, and the forest was alive with news. 
Everyone was excited. It's happened. Have you heard? Over in the thicket. Come and see. A magpie flew by Old Owl, who was taking his daily nap. Wake up, friend Owl. The young prince is born. Come on. You'd better hurry. Now, Owl preferred to spend the day at home, fast asleep. But when he heard the news, he woke right up and flew to the thicket. After all, it isn't every day a young prince is born. As the animals quietly approached the shady glen, they saw a newborn baby deer sleeping by his proud mother. She gently nudged the tiny fawn and whispered, "Wake up." You have visitors. The fawn slowly opened his new eyes. Then he got up, his new legs still shaky, and looked around curiously at the creatures who had come to admire him. A friendly baby rabbit named Thumper hopped over to the mother deer. What are you gonna call him? I think I'll name him Bambi. Bambi. Yep, I guess that'll do. Then Thumper and the other visitors hopped and scampered away, leaving the young prince to nap. By the time summer came, Prince Bambi was strong enough to explore the forest with his mother. Come along, Bambi," she said one morning. "It's time you learned your way outside the thicket." The little fawn, his legs steadier now, followed his mother out of the glen. Hello, young prince. The chorus of voices came from above. Bambi looked up to see a possum family hanging by their tails, as possums do. He was puzzled. Who were these upside-down folk? Bambi turned his head this way and that, trying to get a proper look at them. Another voice came from nearby. Hi, Bambi. It was Thumper, who was eating clover with his family. Let's go have some fun. Suggested the little rabbit. That seemed like a fine idea, so Bambi trotted off after Thumper. The two friends came upon some birds perched on a low branch. Bambi stared at them closely. Those are birds, explained Thumper. Say, bird. Bambi took a deep breath. Thumper hopped up and down excitedly. He talked. He talked. The young prince can talk. Then a butterfly landed on Bambi's tail. Bird. 
He said, feeling very proud of himself. Thumper giggled. <laughs> That's not a bird. That's a butterfly. Bambi shook his head in confusion. Then he saw some more small, colorful things. Bending down, he sniffed at one. Butterfly. Thumper smiled. <laughs> no, Bambi, that's a flower. It's pretty. Just then, out from the flowers popped a black and white face with two bright eyes. Pretty flower, said Bambi. No one had ever called a skunk that before. Thumper rocked with laughter. The bashful little skunk just smiled. Oh, that's all right. He can call me Flower if he wants to. I don't mind. Late that summer, Bambi's mother took him to the meadow. She moved carefully and sniffed the wind. You must be very careful on the meadow, Bambi. Out there, we are unprotected. There are no trees to hide us. When his mother was sure it was safe, she let Bambi bound out onto the grassy meadow. He was surprised to see a little girl fawn about his own age. Her name was Feline, and she and Bambi soon became great friends. One day in early fall, as Bambi and his friends were playing on the meadow, a mighty deer rushed out from the trees. It was the forest king, and he signaled everyone to leave the meadow. In the distance, Bambi could hear the loud, frightening noise of guns. Immediately, Bambi and his mother raced for the safety of the thicket. Bambi was frightened. When it became quiet again, he lifted his head. I don't understand, Mother. Why did we run? Bambi's mother was still alertly watching the path from the meadow. Then she turned to her son. Man was in the forest. One cold morning, Bambi awoke to a startling sight. What's all this white stuff? Why, it's snow. Winter has come to the forest. Bambi stepped out of the thicket carefully and was surprised when his feet sank deep into the soft white snow. The fawn was delighted. The snow became a game. He pranced all about in the chilly air, leaving hoof prints in the snow. From a nearby pond, Thumper called to him. Hiya, Bambi. Come on over here. It's all right. See? The water's stiff. Bambi trotted confidently out onto the frozen pond. But as soon as his tiny hooves touched the ice, his hind legs slipped and down he crashed. Thumper laughed and laughed. 
have to watch both fields at the same time. <laughs> Bambi blinked his large eyes, got up carefully, and slid across the ice to Thumper. Some fun, huh, Bambi? They had a wonderful time. The winter months passed slowly. Food became scarce, and Bambi's mother had to strip bark from the trees to eat. Winter is sure long, isn't it, Mother? It seems long, but spring will be here soon. At last, the snow melted, and spring came. Owl awoke from his nap. My! If it isn't the young prince, how fine you look! And you've grown a pair of antlers. Owl wasn't the only one who admired Bambi's new antlers. His childhood friend Feline also thought they were fine. She had grown up too, and was now a graceful and lovely doe. She walked up to Bambi and touched noses. Owl had warned the young deer about this very thing. Bambi fell in love with Feline. Hmm, they're twitterpated, muttered Owl as he watched Feline and Bambi walking in the moonlight. Again came a time when man entered the forest, bringing with him guns and fire. Bambi sensed that something was wrong. He left Feline and went to the edge of a tall cliff. Looking down, he saw a campfire, and as he watched, a spark from that fire started some brush burning. The fire spread quickly. Bambi hurried to warn Feline and the other animals. They all raced out of the forest. Down from the trees ran the squirrels. From under the ground scurried the groundhogs. Away from their nest flew the birds. Bambi and Feline joined the other creatures on a bank across the wide river. They all watched sadly as the flames destroyed their forest home. But spring came again to the forest, and green grass and flowers covered the scars left by the fire. Once again, the air was alive with excitement. This time, it was friend Owl who spread the great news. Come quickly, everybody, to the thicket! And all the forest creatures rushed to see what had happened. 
there was Feline, resting quietly with not one, but two new fawns. Owl's great yellow eyes widened in surprise. Look! Twins! And a healthier pair I've never seen. Prince Bambi must be mighty proud. Rabbits and squirrels, raccoons and birds looked on in awe. One of the baby fawns stood up on his wobbly little legs. He tottered over to a clear space in the screen of trees and peered through the brush toward the edge of a great cliff. There stood Bambi, his father, now king of the forest. Someday this young prince would grow up and become king, just like his father. If you are ever in the San Francisco Bay Area and still love collecting or renting DVDs or VHS tapes, come check out Captain Video and San Mateo at 2837 South El Camino Real. Captain Video is open six days a week and closed on Wednesday and one of the last traditional video stores still running in the United States. New movies you can rent for $2.99 a day. Old movies you can rent for $2.99 for five days. And if renting isn't your thing, you can also purchase anything you find in the store. Be sure to tell Ira that you heard about Captain Video from the Damn Good Movie Memories podcast. Happy renting and happy collecting at Captain Captain Video. Video. Come hang out and chill with Brian A. Davis and the Bad Beat. Wednesdays, 11 p.m. Eastern, right here on ThatMetalStation.com.